Hi, my name is Aisha McGowan, also known as a Quick Brown Fox. This is Quick Brown Foxes, a multimedia project where I seek to answer the question of how to get more women of color into cycling by asking women of color how they got into cycling. I would like to thank my sponsors and partners, Cannondale, Assis of Switzerland, SRAM, Lake, Scratch Labs, and Carmichael Training Systems. I would also like to thank my newest patron, Karen Brooks, and all of my other patrons. You can become one of them by going to patreon.com slash fox. I would also like to take this opportunity to shamelessly promote my virtual ride series, Do Better Together. For more information on how you can participate and register, visit dobetterride.com. This week, we'll be meeting Susan Dorham, who hails from Leicester in the United Kingdom. Currently, she's traveling all over the world on a trip that she lovingly refers to as a tour with a cycle. Mostly because she has encountered some other modes of transportation as well. But I'll let her tell you all about it. My name's Susan. Um, I'm from Leicester in the Midlands in England. I'm currently in a small town in Malaysia in Southeast Asia and um, I identify as Black British. Okay, just out of um, curiosity, how did you get to this small town in Malaysia? <laughs> oh, it's, it's just by, well, it's just by, by chance that I'm here. Um, I've been here before, um, so I've been cycle touring for coming up to about a year and a half. Um, I left Non-stop? the UK last year. Um, no, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. Um, it's a, it's a bike. It's a tour with a cycle, as one of my friends said, uh, okay. rather than a hardcore cycle tour. Um, but a lot of it, there's been quite a bit of cycling to it also. Gotcha. So um, I left the UK last year, June, and arrived in Canada, and have, have been travelling through through different countries, and have ended up ended up here for the time being. Um, I to Two reasons why I'm here. I'm having physiotherapy because I've got problems with my ankle at the moment. And I'm also, I've got a friend that I've known for 43 years that happened, is going to be in Malaysia for New Year's. So I'm just holding out and waiting to catch up with her for New Year's as well. Fun. Um, also, so yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we are yeah. here to hear your bike story. So how okay. did you get into bikes? Do you remember when you learned or let us know? Um, I- Oh, let me see. Um, my dad, my dad got me cycling because he always, he always, always cycled. He never learned to drive until he was in his fifties. So he, um, he made me and my brother cycle. So I most probably would have been a four. And what was that? Um, I most probably would have been three or four years old when I started cycling. Oh, okay. Cool. So it, it was my dad that my dad that taught us, and I suppose yeah, as a kid, as a kid, you always ride around and things like that, and it would have been on secondhand bikes. Um, so my brother, I would have got my brother's hand-me-downs because he was older than me, and then um, I remember getting a secondhand bike that my dad had painted up with all these little stickers and stuff like that, and cycling around, and then. Uh, yeah going to university and cycling as well and then you get the job which gets you a company car that you don't so you don't need a bicycle so obviously had a period where I didn't cycle for a while um and I got back into cycling um oh got back into cycling um like more recently about eight or nine years ago and it's been a sort of gradual 
yeah, it's been a gradual build up to to get me to where where I am am today or so. Um, so yeah. Um, okay, so started, let's yeah. Let's start with eight or nine years ago. What got you back into cycling after having that car that you didn't need to cycle anymore? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, I don't like we've got in my city, um, we've got quite a few cycle clubs and there was this one cycle club called Leicester Spokes that um, they they had a ride on. They always I always wanted to go, but it's always being really, really scared to turn up to these things because you don't know if you're going to have the right gear, if you're going to be too slow, etc, um, etc. Et and so I remember get, when I got a new bike, which I thought was like a really nice bike, which turned out it was a, a, a bike that was far too big for me, a heavy hybrid <laughs> with... Uh, suspensions and everybody else were on faster you know faster road bikes and tourers or so but the best thing with, with this club is that they were a social cycling club so I turned up I remember doing my first 30 miles I'd never done 30 miles before but they actually waited for me which makes all the difference um, so at the top of the hill they waited for me um, and it was it was that social cycling club that started me off If you've been listening to these podcasts, you may have noticed that this is a super common theme. It makes a world of difference if a person, any person, a woman of color or otherwise, stumbles into a community that is super encouraging and welcoming and does something as simple as waiting at the top of a hill. A lot of the times when you first hope for a group ride, you're not the most comfortable, you don't know anyone there, you might be insecure, and that extra support can mean the world. And it meant the world to Susan and got her from where she was to where she is. And then um, there were loads of, then there was British Cycling starting an initiative to try and get more women cycling and just to get more people cycling in general. So I became a British Cycling um, ride leader and breeze champion um doing more getting more women cycling putting women cycling rides on as well so getting into it that way and um yeah so i suppose it's all grown um one of the women who was a ride leader for women's only cycling in my my city i suppose that is what started off the touring as well she came up with an idea of getting yeah she got a group of women to cycle across france and she asked me if i wanted to help her so she did all of the organization and i sort of turned up but it was, <laughs> it was a few <laughs> it was a few years ago where um yeah she got about 27 women cycling across the south of france and she's she's only just stopped doing that but she was doing it every year and What's come out of that is that um, there's a group of friends where we do go cycle touring. Um, we're called Total Women Awesome Tours, and that's an acronym. Total um, Women nice... Awesome Tours. Yeah, oh, and that's the nice got it. acronym. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And so, and it's really nice because every so often, and we're from all around the country, every so often people have, we've, we've organised rides. So we've done like South of Provence and around the UK and especially the touring in the UK where most of it is just raining, but it's just fun as well because it's who you're with rather than where, you know, how terrible the weather is. So it's been getting into it that way, um, that way really that's, got slowly progressed me to yeah doing a cycle tour which I wouldn't have thought I would be doing um or so so yeah so what gave you the confidence to 
first of all, show up for the cycle club and then to go from there to agreeing to do this tour across France? Um, I, I suppose... I suppose it was just always, always wanting to. And I think I've I've always, I suppose maybe I've always tried things. Yeah, so I've always tried things. I've ne never, not necessarily always kept them up or I've turned, it's always the whole thing is, well, if I turn up, turn up to it and I don't like it, I'll just turn around also. So, and leave. <laughs> and I suppose, hopefully everybody tries stuff. And, and I remember once turning up to a running club and I was just too slow. And they just said, well, if you just go that way, that way and that way, at least if I'm too slow or I'm not, you know, it's not what I'm liking, I can just turn around and um, try something else or go somewhere else as well. Wow. So yeah, it's gradually built up. But the most important thing is they were very, very friendly. They their whole goal was to get people cycling. So, okay. And so by do, doing that, um, they yeah, that's how they've gotten more people to cycle with. Which them cycle club was well. that? They were called. They're called Leicester Spokes. They they've Le been around for years. Is okay. Excuse yeah. my American ignorance, but that's the it, one with the eyes and the C's in it, right? Oh yes, yeah, more, more, <laughs> more. No, somebody said to me more vowels and more consonants. That's actually than actually is really actually required. So yes, yeah, more vowels and consonants. So. Got it, Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Leicester. So, so, I think I've been saying Leicester yes. or Leicester or something wrong all this time. No, 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 no. It's fine. I realise <laughs> it would be better. Yeah, yeah. I realise. Yeah, don't. Worry no, no. It's not your fault. <laughs> I was just making sure it's like, I think that's the one. Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. So how did you end up on this current adventure? How did it, where did the idea come from? And how oh, did you want to tour with the cycle? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> one of my, so I suppose the tours across France, um, and we did those a few for a few years you start to meet people and there was one woman on the tour who she was actually going to go on a round the world cycle tour herself and she was wondering if there was anybody out there who wanted to go with her and then another one of my friends rang me up joe and she was like why don't you go with her and i was like well, but who's gonna look after my cat and my <laughs> mom and yeah the cat came first actually but and and i obviously i threw up all these barriers because every because uh, i had a, i mean like the job that i was doing was really nice i really enjoyed it but it was it was every day getting up, going to work, coming home. What and did stuff you like do? That. Not. Um, oh, so at the time I was working. Oh, it was really nice. I had a really nice job where I was working part time as a personal trainer and fitness instructor, and part time with the council in park services. So um, I wasn't really. I was just working part time, having a nice and having two jobs that I really enjoyed. Um, where yeah and but it wasn't necessarily that I was doing much I just yeah I enjoyed the jobs that I was doing um I wasn't necessarily going anywhere or so with them and um I was in a very comfortable position which is what's helped me with this tour I was in a very comfortable position where I paid off the mortgage on my house so I was just coasting as well and one of my friends like said why don't you go and after I'd like come up with all these excuses why I didn't I would didn't go on a cycle tour um 
I started to think of all the reasons why I could go on the cycle tour. And um, the friend who originally went, I didn't go with her because my mum's 80th was up and coming. So I thought I'd better go to that first and then go on the tour. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just, just maybe. I'm sure yeah, mum yeah, yeah. hated it. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so, it, um, so, yeah, it was just thinking through it and then just thinking, oh, okay, yeah, um, I can actually do this. And it's, it's also the whole thing where, well, if I go and I don't like it, like with joining the cycle club, I can always come back as well. But um, I suppose all of the cycle tours that I'd done were all very good experience to, to build, build up to it as well. So as a confidence, a confidence thing as well. Um, I, but I do with the cat, I do remember one, because um, it took me two years. It took me two years to, from when I said, right, I'm going to actually going and it was to the, more took me to this tour yes okay yes yes to actually so i left the uk june 20 2017 and so i actually decided this like the summer of 2015 that right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go but it did take it did take me two years of planning getting my head around it rehoming my cat that that took ages actually it was constantly asking everybody do you want a cat do you want a cat and um so so yeah it took it took two years um and i've said to everybody i'd be away for two years but it's looking like maybe three years or uh -huh. maybe a bit longer we'll see. Uh -huh. <laughs> um <laughs> we'll see but that's that's how it will you get yeah, your cat back when you return it. No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately not. But I mean, she's been she's been adopted by a lovely family. Okay. And okay, to be to be honest, um, she she they actually adopted her about um, let me yeah they adopted her about nine months before I was ready to go, which I didn't really want to do. But they she's they I wanted to give her up as I was leaving. But they adopted her before and uh, nine months before, and I kept on saying to the family, yeah yeah yeah, I'll come round, I'll come round, I'll come round, and I didn't come round till about nine months later, and the cat just totally blanked me. Also, she just sort of like went and hid after five years. So yeah, I should I shouldn't have. Um, so so all those those years of my uh, my caring for her, and she just um, hid from me and didn't really want to go see me at all. So Aww. so yeah, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> kitty. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So it took you two years. You had to mm. get your head wrapped around it. You had to rehome your cat. And to, mm, I assume give um, up your jobs. Yes. Um, so um, as I was working part time, uh, as I was working part time, I had to actually get a full time job, which um, I moaned about. It, it sounds awful. I actually got a full time job um, in data management, which years ago before I was a personal trainer, I used to work in this this sort of field. So I went I went back into it to um to earn a little bit more money as well to help keep me going. And it also, it was just decluttering my house. Um, it's amazing the amount of stuff that you collect over 20 odd years. So it's quite cathartic um, to get rid of a lot of stuff that has just been, I've just been saving for later. You just never know when you might need it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and getting rid of, yeah, getting rid of a lot of that stuff as well. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So where did your tour start? And have you been doing like 
plane and train and bikes and all mm. kinds of travel or mm. yeah so I've been doing a whole range of different things so I flew to Vancouver and um I did did the um west coast of Vancouver and the Rockies um it's it included um it was last year I mean it's worse this year this the fires um but last year the fires were pretty bad in Canada and um America's because I did the west coast of America as well um so in Canada there was one point where I caught a greyhound to get away from the smoke because it was just really bad on my chest and then cycled cycled the west coast of America so did Pacific Coastal Highway um which is like a well-known cycle cycle route Mm -hmm. Um, but there were parts where um there was one day where I met this older chap at a campsite and it had been smoking it had been really really bad fires and I was chatting to him and he was so funny he was like saying um that he's he was on a bike as well and the the next day he was just going to hitchhike because the weather was the smoke was really 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 bad right and he asked me if I wanted to join him and because he was like I've I've hitched hike from LA down to Argentina we can do this with two bikes or (laughs) so and we did we (laughs) we we got got a ride with this (laughs) we did we did this we got a ride this lady took took us down to San Francisco so took us about 125 miles where were um, you both of our bikes where did you start like from um, where did you pick get picked up from at what point I know it was about oh it was California it was just south of somewhere called Elk um and and it was near um Gualala it was somewhere called Gualala or something like that Gualala is about 123 miles north of San Francisco. And if things were on fire and there was quite a bit of smoke, that would have made it really challenging to complete that ride at that time. Okay. Also, and he he was just he was just so funny because this lady this woman drove by and um, she said, oh, if I could, I'd give you a lift. And she parked up to make a phone call and he went to talk to her and he was very, very smooth. And she <laughs> drove off. She came and then she was saying she was driving down the road and she was like, I can pick them up. I can pick them up because she was actually escaping the fires herself. So um, she had all this stuff in the boot, in the back of her truck. She came back. She picked us up. We shoved our bikes in the back of her truck, fit everything in and stuff like that. She had a, a, a birds, a caged birds with her and everything like that. And so she took us. I know. She took I'm sure us, this is a sight us. to see. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. She took us all the way. Well, she took me all the way to my friend's house in San Francisco because I was meeting up with some friends in San Francisco. We had a, like a reunion. We hadn't been together in like 29 years or oh, wow. so. So she dropped us right outside um, the door. <laughs> and it was, she'd never picked up hitchhikers, but she was saying because of the circumstances, because it was when the fires were in, is it Sonoma? I think yeah, it yeah. was when the fires were on the West. Yeah. Um, so that's why she picked us up also so so it's it has been um other forms of transport, transport <laughs> as well and, <laughs> and that's and, really I cool mean, uh, how far down yes, did you go did, yes did you stop in san francisco or did you keep going to oh san diego no. so or? i stopped in san um oh so half in america i got down to san diego um, nice and then yes and so the plan was originally 
to do um say the west coast all the way down to argentina which obviously i haven't done because i'm here um and when i was in america i i got to thinking actually i want to go to the south pacific so 20 odd years ago i taught maths and science in the south pacific in a small country called tonga um near to fiji and samoa and I hadn't been there. <clears throat> I hadn't been there in like 25 years and I, I always wondered what it was like. So my plans changed in America. And so um, and it, it all changed where I got to San Diego. I then flew to Hawaii, but that was more of a bit of a, a jolly in Hawaii for nine days or so. And then I flew to New Zealand and started to catch up with people that that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I flew to New Zealand. I cycled the west coast in the south island in new zealand i um then went to tonga in the south pacific where i went to my old school that i taught at and i saw some of my my students and caught up with them and 25 years later yes yes and it was i mean like some of my students i didn't recognize like there was but it was really but they recognized me and like going into the school and a student like students were coming in and their their kids were at that school so they were coming in and things like that also and but the first so my first few days i was setting up um my social plan for the coming day coming coming because i was only there for two weeks and so i was like saying to people i'm coming around yours for dinner i'm coming around yours for dinner and then there was a cyclone in tonga cyclone oh, due to their worst <laughs> their worst cyclone that they had had in like 50 odd years or so of course because so, you were there <laughs> so it was time yes. for a cyclone <laughs> Oh boy. So so all of my social plans of um trying to get fed sort of were a little bit scuppered <laughs> but it was it was still a lovely experience because I I spent my time at a friend's house with her children and it it was it was good to, it was lovely to go back and have a look and uh, have a look around and see and things like that. Yeah, and leaving leaving when I did was was a good good time as well obviously. I was only there for 2 weeks, but it was good to catch up and just see some of my students and uh, have a look at the place and see how much it has cha it has changed a lot and seeing how it has changed as well um and so then after after tonga i went to i went to australia and again it, it, so it, yeah because it all changed it was just making the most of seeing people that i hadn't seen in years so um a lot of people from tonga migrate to new zealand and australia so it was catching up with one of my good friends a couple of my good friends who lived in australia as well um they were teachers at the school so catching up with them in australia spending time with them and then doing a little bit of cycling from sydney to canberra and catching up with another friend that i hadn't seen in in 20 odd years again as well so so I'm, I'm glad that I decided because I, I just thought if I'd gotten all the way down to Argentina, I might be at a stage where I don't want to um, carry on touring and I'm ready to go home or I might just not have any cash to keep on touring and I had to go home. So I'm glad that I changed. I changed where I was going to to actually see people because um the the tour with the tour with the bike it, it is 
the thing that's made it the most important that's made it is the people that I've met on the way so especially like in Canada and America where at campsites meeting other people and also um warm showers so people hosting you as yeah. well so yeah yeah and so it's been the thing that I remember the most uh it's the people rather than the actual places um that's that's made it that's made it the most most fun so far so um what did I do after Australia I in May this year I flew to Singapore and I cycled from Singapore through Malaysia and up to Thailand and then from Thailand I flew from Thailand to to Indonesia so when I was in Thailand I had words with myself about my ankle because it, it had been hurting for some time and I had words with myself about my ankle and I I made myself rest in Indonesia so in Indonesia it was it was definitely a tour with a bicycle where it was flying into Lombok um, and spending a month there and then flying from Lombok to Jogjakarta in Indonesia and spending another month there or so rather than I you know in an ideal world I would have cycled from Lombok to um, Jogjakarta but it was it was like I need to rest it I need to try and get it get it sorted but I mean that so earlier on this year Lombok had a few earthquakes and (laughs) so the island yeah and yeah uh, but um and it, the earthquakes were in the north and I was actually staying in the south. Okay. So the earthquakes actually, actually affected um, the tourist industry. So the south wasn't affected by the earthquakes. Buildings were all intact and everything. So I actually spent uh, a whole month just going down to the beach, which was pretty deserted, just sitting on the beach reading a oh, book. Oh, that sounds really. awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the horror. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was a lovely <laughs> So, so yes, yeah. So I spent that month. Yeah, I spent that month there and um, trying to stretch and stretching my ankle out, trying to do a whole range of different things. Because, um, yeah, yeah, trying to trying to do a whole range of different things to try and make a difference to my ankle, but it wasn't making a difference. So when I went to Jogjakarta, I start, I've managed to find a physiotherapist and they manipulated my joints and it, it's, it was better, but it's still, I'm, I'm hoping that the physio that I found where I am now with her TENS machine and ultrasound machine and everything else like that will, uh, will, will be the miracle cure for it or so. So, um, but it's, it is getting better um, than, it's better than what it was when I was ignoring it. So, um, well, that's so, good. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like, <laughs> I'm glad that you're yes, listening yeah. to your ankle and not pushing it. Yeah. Yes. So yes, what kind yes. of bike do you have with you? Um, a surly long haul trucker. So you're, um, as everybody says, the, the classic touring bike, which was just by, I, I've had it, I've had it maybe about six, seven years. And it was just by chance because um, it was trying to find a bike, a touring bike that, that fit me because I'm five foot two and um most of the touring bikes that were out there that you could get off the shelf were um 
we're too we're too big so uh it's a surly long haul trucker with 26 inch wheels so it's a lot smaller frame um also so yeah is that where you got your your instagram name susan long haul trucker <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and then it's like why did i make it so long because then all the spelling mistakes i can have kind of type it in takes me ages and then when people say what's your instagram account it's like let me find me on your phone or, or let's find you on my phone well it's not that bad at least it's yeah, like i mean it was there's simple enough words that you can find true. the errors if you if you make them True, true. And so everybody thinks that I'm a, a trucker as well. They're like, had, oh, so you I drive trucks then. I had questions, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thought did cross my mind. <laughs> but now I know. It's the name of your bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the bike was in the living room at the time when I was setting out, doing gotcha. different things, like sorting out accounts. So it was there. So. <laughs> okay, so I guess someone asked you to do this tour, but what was your reason? Why did you decide to go? It was, I suppose it was more a matter of why not. Um, it's like, because um, it was my friend, Joe, who suggested that I do it with another friend, Imogen, who was going out, but I didn't, I didn't go with Imogen, but it was just more, I suppose, that seed of thought and idea that Joe was like, why don't you do it? And I think it's, it's, I mean, like when I speak to her about it, she says, um, I would have always done it. And I was like, I don't know whether I would have done, because I think it's quite easy to, um, well, it was quite easy for me to every day wake up, go to work, which I enjoyed, come back. And it's, it's not, it was nice having a job that I really, really enjoyed, come back, go cycling, do, you know, to live, to live a, a really nice, comfortable life that I really, really enjoyed. Um, but it, it was just, it was good that she put that seed of thought into my, um, my head and then made me think, actually, why not? Cause, um, cause I mean, like you, like you see and you hear other people who go off and do adventuring type stuff, but you don't actually think that you can actually do it yourself. Um, and, and then it, it is also just like thinking, well, if, as I say, if I do it and I don't like it, I can just come back after a, a month or two months or three months or wh whatever. If I don't like it, I'll do something else. Um, so it was more just, yeah, it's a good point. And I suppose, I think, as I, I might have said, the the cycling and all the touring that I'd done with groups and on my own was a good way of preparing me for it and building building myself, myself up to it um, as well. Um, so yeah, it was more a matter of why not give it a go. I love that. So you're in Malaysia. Where are you going next? Mm. Um, oh, I go to, I go to, well, I meet my friend in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia for New Year's. So I spend New Year's with her and then I'm going to, I'm going to Indonesia, um, again to a different part of Indonesia. So when I was in Jogjakarta, um, I met some people from Indonesia who <clears throat> I got on with, got on with really, really well. And they're from a different part of Indonesia, Sumatra. And they were saying, you've got to come and see our, 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 um, country, our, our part of, uh, Indonesia. Cause Indonesia is massive. It's, it's learning all about a part of the world that I knew very little about. I'm quite ignorant about also. So I'm actually going, where am I going in January? I'll be in Sumatra catching up with them. And then hopefully the cycling starts 
um, my cycling starts in February, so I'm giving myself plenty of rest. My cycling starts in February in Vietnam, and then it will be Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia before, and I have to get to Thailand again in April as I'm going to be doing an English language teaching course. So by the end of by the end of um, so next year this time I'll be qualified to teach. English as a foreign language, so obviously I'm I'm extending my my um, touring by being able to teach English in different parts of the world, um, so that I can just keep on travelling and travel from one place to the next, teach teach there for a while and then move on. Really, so I suppose it's it's changed. Things have changed. Where, as I say, it's become a tour with a bicycle. Um, <laughs> And I'm I'm trying to add in other ways of trying to extend it. So by teaching um, and travelling, it seems like a, a good option if did I enjoy you, it. Did you start with like, this is my budget for this whole trip? And then was it like, <laughs> I'm going to keep going until I run out of money? Was that the initial plan? Um, I guess, let me see. Yeah, so, yeah, I was, oh, originally the plan was just to spend everything that I had, all of my savings. The plan okay. was originally to spend everything, um, which, um, and also I have a house that's on rental. So that okay. that helps, income income from that there. helps. Yes, yes. Um, and when I was in America, Canada, New Zealand and Australia, I was like, everything was, I was spending quite a lot. Now I'm in Southeast Asia. It's, it's so much cheaper than what I expected that um, I'm actually saving now. Um, so, <laughs> That's nice. so, yes, but um, I, by teaching, let me see, I think by teaching that gives me an opportunity to actually find out a little bit more about the countries that I'm staying in as well. Um, so my teaching experience, because uh, I was a maths and science teacher when I was in Tonga, um, my teaching experience was good because it just gave, gave you more of an insight into a country that I didn't know. And I think the idea of staying in places for a little bit longer um, will give me the opportunity to find out a little bit more about what happens and how things happen as well. Um, so, so that's an, that's another that's another reason as well as it being a good a good income, hopefully an, a bit of an income earner as well. So yeah, nice. Okay, and one more thing, I guess it sounds like you've done a fair bit of travel. Um, <clears throat> before this trip oh, so because you, you're saying oh I haven't seen this person in this place in like 20 something years <laughs> have you yes. travel a lot when you were younger like flying places and like visiting people or a lot of these people people you know from home that have like dispersed all over the world um so I I, I think maybe I've traveled yeah not when I like after I graduated and started working I I traveled a fair I started to go to different countries, but the people that I've met, um, some some of them have been people from England who have moved elsewhere, and some of them have just been people who say a lot of them were people who were in Tonga who moved moved um, elsewhere as well. So it's it's been a combination of of that. Um, yeah, it's been a combination of that as well. So people that I that I've met along the way as well. Yeah, people that I've met along the way. So, um, so yeah. But, cool. Uh, yeah. And as mm. a person who identifies as Black British, have you mm. 
seen a lot of representation of other folks like you in your travels or what if what has that been like <laughs> it's not i mean the as you know cycling is not very diverse and i just really can't it's trying to work out why why not so the city that i live in is a very diverse city and um like our women's we have a women's cycling club leicester women's velo and it's it's the most diverse cycling club that there is um but there aren't when i was a member the, i was the only black woman in it we we have um more women who are south asian who wear hijabs in our cycling club which which is great but i really don't understand why there are no black women cycling um also so and especially when i was camping and you turn up to the campsite and there's nobody else who's 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 black at the campsite also um so no it's not been um it's no i've not met anybody else who's black who's cycle touring really um, not a all. single person <laughs> they got to be out no. there i know they're there <laughs> yes yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yes. How has the and reaction been from, oh, go ahead. Um, I, I was about to say, especially in somewhere like Canada, I would have expected in America or on the West Coast. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't meet anybody. Um, and um, my hosts, all of my hosts, I, I wasn't, all of my hosts were white, except bar one chap who was East a of East Asian extraction. But other than that, it was it was very, 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 very white. Um, but as you say, there must be people out there. There must be people out there. I've just maybe I'm not in the right places. When um, they are. There's so them. few of you that you're yeah. not crossing paths. That's all. Yes. Yes. Um, how has the yes. reaction been yes. from other people seeing you? Um, since you um, haven't seen a bunch of or any other black cycle tourists, I'm imagining that they probably haven't seen very many either. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, most I've I've only had a f I've had a couple of people who have said it must be hard. It must have been hard cycling in America as a black woman. Um, and I've I've had somebody else say that they've never met a black person cycling cycle touring before where in the um, world was that that all um let me see that that was in canada that was in america actually it was a young woman that i met who cycled across america oh fun um, so she uh, so she started on the east coast and ended up on the west coast so okay. i think i met her in california um and she was like saying she'd not met another black person uh, cycle touring um also um but jen i mean people's reaction um it's more let me see I think I'm trying to think it's it's more a, a lot of times I think a lot of people's reaction is what what are you doing like especially in <laughs> Southeast Asia I think what are you doing carrying all of that stuff up a hill on a bicycle when it's so hot um <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a lot of that's more of their reaction okay um <laughs> but I um, would probably have similar questions if I know what was going on <laughs> but I th but the thing with the bicycle is it just um it starts up a conversation anyway it's it, the whole thing most people would most people would be like where are you going where have you been where are you started etc and things like that yeah. and it's more uh and so the bike's been great as um as a, as a tool to start up startup conversations and the best ones have been where yeah I think was it in America or 
I think it was might have been America, America where um, people saw me, they drove past me, then I got to the campsite and they started asking me loads of questions and <laughs> people would say, well, here's my address in such and such a place. If you drive, if you get anywhere near there, here's my number, ring me and uh, come and stay and things Have like you ever that. done that? Um, Oh, I did that with people. I, oh, no, I didn't get a chance. There was one chap who I was going to try and stay with, and I, I turned up at a time when he wasn't he wasn't around or so, or That's some it. of the places that, yeah, some of the places I just wasn't going to. But it was just really nice that people actually genuinely like were like, here's my number if you come and stay here, and uh, uh, ring me and come and stay or so. so That's really um, cool. So, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes All right. Well, I think – think that'll cover it thank you okay, so okay. much for oh okay um you know it's pretty early where you are so thanks for waking up and talking to me it's tomorrow oh, it's fine. like i'm oh, in the yes. past and you're in the future we're 13 hours apart <laughs> yes yes but the future's a good day it's a good day the future's it's a good day right, in the future so, okay yeah. i'm looking forward to yeah. tomorrow then <laughs> you've, you've warmed it up for me <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> you're welcome all right. Um, if you had any tips or any one thing that you would tell people who either wanted to get into cycling, uh, other black British women or cycle touring or anything, what would that one thing be? Um, I suppose it it would just be just give it a go. And the thing is, is if if you maybe like with if you turn up to a club and you don't like it, just try somewhere else, find somewhere else or just even um, start cycling and this start up your own club if you want to cycle with somebody else or so but just start cycling and cycle on, on anything as well i think there's a lot of pressure to um feel that you've got to it's got to be all the right gear um uh, you know all the gear and no idea or so whereas you can just ride on anything as well and it just oh the other thing is it just <laughs> when you get on your bike sorry you, when ahead. you get on your bike you you just feel like don't you just feel like a little kid on on the weekend you know when you're a little yes. kid you're riding your bike yes i do like that, i <laughs> totally agree with all of those things exactly exactly <laughs> so bring that bring back that saturday morning cycle feeling all right um, as a kid so yeah all right well thank you so much cool. susan i hope the physio figures out that ankle for you <laughs> And yes, that you're yes. pedaling away again in no time. I will be. I will be. Thank you right. very much. So Thank much. you. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Bicycle, 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 bicycle race. That'll do it for this week's audio chapter of Quick Brown Foxes. Thanks so much to Susan for her time and her story. Thanks again to my partners and sponsors and all of my patrons. If you would like to become one of them, you can do so at patreon.com slash aquickbrownfox. You can also find out more about me and see my other projects at aquickbrownfox.com. I hope you'll join me during my virtual ride series coming in January 2019. Registration is open and you can find more details and information on how you can win a new bike and other prizes at dobetterride.com. You can also find me on social media at I suppose on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, A-Y-E-S-U-P-P-O-S-E. Last but not least, please remember to review and subscribe. Thanks again. Bye.